0: Hello and welcome back to the Beauty and Being Real podcast, exploring self-love, body image and being the most authentic you, hosted by myself, Alicia Smith. In this episode, I discuss what inspired me to make this podcast as well as answering some questions from the audience. The key quote for this episode is, it's not that I don't have a perfect body, I just don't have your definition of a perfect body. This quote came to me like a few months ago and I remember I was falling asleep and it just came into my head and I was like, okay, I need to write this down. I'm not sure if it's a quote I remember or if I just happen to think of it, but I remember it changing my perspective on my body and I hope it will do the same to you. So now I'm just going to answer some questions from a poll on my Instagram which is the beauty in being real with underscores under each letter or alicia.a.cave. So if you fancy any messages or anything like that, just drop me a message on there. Now on to the questions. So the first question came from the lovely Brittany, who asked what inspired me to create this podcast. So for those of you who don't know, I started therapy when I was about 12, 13. I think I was just going into year nine when I started it. And I got put on mental health medication when I was 14. So two years later, that means I've been on it for four years now. And I'm also going to use this podcast just to share my experiences with therapy and medication and how I'm doing now that I'm 18, because some of the medication I'm now not allowed where I'm 18 and I have to go on to something stronger. So I'll be like explaining and exploring the differences between the medication I've been on and everything like that. But... I finished therapy around two years ago in August of 2020. I still had like a few check-ins since then and like seen a doctor every six months, but it was never like a proper therapist. So I was looking back at some old notes from my therapy book and I found two experiences that really stuck out to me. I was like, wow, that really sucked and that really hurt. One thing that Christy B Manning taught me was that when you're looking back at sort of trauma or events in your life, I can't look at it. I can't look at something that happened to me at the age of five from the perspective of me at 18 because to me I'll be like oh okay that doesn't really matter whereas five year old me looking at it would think that it was the end of the world. So yeah so the first sort of experience that stood out to me was I remember I was in year three because I don't remember much from like my young years but I remember I was in year three and I was sat in a class. We had to use we got weighed and we had to use it in a maths question, and I remember everyone else's being like slightly lower than mine because I was really ill as a child. So I had to have my tonsil when I was four, and I had problems with my glands. So I had to have them removed, like I said, when I was four, and I could not eat and I could not drink before then. So then when I started eating and drinking normally, I obviously gained a bit of weight, which was natural. I was a child and my body was developing and. I didn't eat or drink probably for four years. Obviously, my body was going to need the nutrition. But I just remember everyone, like, looking at me. And I remember specifically saying, oh, it's the clothes that I have to wear. That's what makes me look fat. And I think that was the first time I remember calling myself fat. And I was just thinking, why in year free was I doing that? And then at the same school, this isn't, like, anything against school. It's more school curriculum. I did not think that was going to be beneficial or, like, affect me this much. Even at 18, I'm like, wow, if I had to do that now, that would still scare the living shit out of me, quite frankly, and it would still affect me. I remember at the same school in year five, we had to measure everything for a math question, like stomach, chest, hips. And I remember I was always compared to my best friend growing up. Not by my family, but by other people in my class. Like, oh, she's so much prettier than you. She's so much skinnier than you and everything like that. So I always felt this comparison. So when we were doing the waist, like with the, I think it's called a tape measure. But I feel like it's not called a tape measure. Anyway, the thing that you measure yourself with, I remember tightening mine and sucking in so much. So I was the same as her. And then I was like, okay, brilliant. Now nobody can compare me. Nobody can call me anything. Nobody can compare me to her which nobody because obviously we were the exact same but still I shouldn't have been made to feel like I had to compare myself and change myself to be like like someone else and the final experience was I went out for a family meal and this was before I was vegetarian slash vegan because I'm now I've been veggie for about four and a half years now and I eat vegan as much as I can because I don't really like dairy but I had like ribs like I think it was like pork ribs and I was quite young so I must have been about 10 and I remember there was this old couple who was sat next to my table and literally every single time I went to eat it I'd be like oh my god she's eating again she's going to be massive when she's older look at the size of her now oh look there she goes again eating and now I didn't actually realise how much that probably affects me because I can't serve my own food. Like, when I'm at the Toby Carberry, my dad has to do it for me because it freaks me out. When I'm around friends, they have to do it for me or let me know that it's okay because I'm so stressed out that if I put too much on my plate, people are going to think, oh, my God, look at her. She's going again. She's eating. When in reality, I'm a dancer. Like, I'm exercising a lot. I I need to fuel my body. Otherwise, I had to give up dance because I wasn't fueling my body properly. So I need this, like, fuel. So that's one of the main things I'm trying to work on. It's not like, oh, you can't eat that because it's bad. I can eat anything I want in moderation. And I believe in that. And, like, when I'm out with my friends, I want to treat myself. When I'm in a restaurant, I want to eat what I want and not be like, oh, that couple over there is probably going to be chatting shit about me and saying that I eat too much no because at the end of the day they don't know my life story they have no right to comment on what i eat they have no right to comment on what anyone other than themselves eat like i wouldn't sit in a restaurant and be like right what do you think you're eating then? so why did they think that was okay to do to me at 10 years old and it still affects me now like at home i can't serve my own food because i'm like my parents are going to think i'm eating too much and everything like that. even though they're like eat what your body needs like They've been so supportive, but it's still in the back of my mind. So when I was going through my notes, I was like, "Okay, I want to speak up about this. I want to change something because I don't want someone going through something like that and feeling alone. Because at the end of the day, people are nasty. People are always going to say comments, but I don't want people to take it to heart as hard as it is not to. I don't want people to take it to heart. And I want people to join this journey of self-love that we can do together. So, yeah, that's just a little bit of my experiences and what sort of inspired me to create the podcast and why I think it's important that I spread this message and do what I can to sort of support people and show people how to love themselves and everything like that. The next question was from Tristan, and he asked, what are my plans for the podcast? My plans and goals are just to help as many people as I can, and just to have a place where we can all support each other, like share experiences. I also have a few interviews coming up, which I am really excited to share with you guys. Like, I've been, I've done interviews before for my BTEC, and obviously I'm not in... I've finished my BTEC, so I haven't done interviews since about January. So I'm so excited to bring them back and to share them for you. Next question is the fave show I've been in from Laura. And I have to say, my favourite show I've been in, it's got to be my first pantomime, which was Peter Pan the Musical. But then I also loved the last Leaf show, which... yeah it was my last leaf show after five years so for those of you who don't know I trained at Leaf Studio School and we did a production in July and honestly it was incredible it was musical theatre it was all different musicals we had Cats we had Rock of Ages everything like that and it was just it was so much fun even though I did pull my eyes out in the finale so I haven't seen the film of it yet but It will probably just see me bawling my eyes out. But, you know, it was a really nice memory, and looking back at it now, it was such a good memory, and I'm so glad I went out on such a good show. And the final question was, where do I train? And that is from Gemma P. So I train with Jamie Lee Dance Academy, House Jazz, and Magnetic Studios. I recently finished training with Leaf Studio School, as I mentioned, finished my BTEC in July and I started there in year nine and it was honestly the best choice for me, like the school I was at before was not right for me and this school was perfect and I loved every moment of my five years and it's really helped me develop as a person and a performer and it started my love of dance during lockdown with Magnetic Studios and it led me on to Jamie Dance Academy and House of Jazz. From the experience that I spoke about earlier, I feel like the education system, it does have a lot that it needs to change at the end of the day. But obviously, I don't have enough power to do that yet. So I'm going to keep working on it. But I think for now, we can all be kinder to people. Like, there's that quote, if you can be anything in this world, be kind. And I think that's so true. Like, that couple at the restaurant, they probably didn't even realise that they were, like, saying this. In like, I could hear them. And they never thought it would have affected me. But here I am, nearly, goodness, eight years later, and it still plays on my mind, and it, I still remember it, rather than it being a nice family meal. I remember it as, oh, that's the time I became really insecure about what I ate. I think another thing we can do for ourselves is, not only can we spread the kindness to other people, but we can spread the kindness to ourselves. The whole point of this podcast is self-love and self-acceptance. And there's so many different ways that we can practice self-love. Whether that's, I don't know, doing a face mask. Whether that's complimenting ourselves. Whether that's standing up for ourselves. Blocking out negative people. Realising what we deserve. Treating ourselves with respect. Treating others with respect. Showing people our boundaries and sharing them. And allowing other people to tell us their boundaries and for us to respect them i think that's really important i want to do an episode on boundaries because i feel like that's a really important subject to cover whether it's a romantic relationship or whether it's a friendship or just meeting someone the main takeaway from this section is to be kind to ourselves and to be kind to others and as cliche as that sounds kindness really can go a long way and i think it's so important especially in today's day and age with everything that's happening in the world that famous quote of if you can be anything be kind rings true more now than ever really to be honest it's really really vital to save people's lives with kindness fuck killing people with kindness let's save people's lives with kindness Okay, so that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Next episode will be an interview with the editor of this podcast, George Ray, as we talk about his experiences within the performing arts industry and being a part of the lgbtqia community and how that's affected him how, what people have been saying how that affected his self-love journey and everything like that so yeah very excited to see you next week and thank you for listening three two one yeah! thanks for listening to this episode of beauty and being real please join us next sunday for another episode This podcast was presented, written, and recorded by Alicia Smith. It was produced and edited by George Wren. Have a gorgeous week, and we'll see you soon.